Welcome back to Wick Gift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Today, we're talking all about food, and we have someone from Chartwells. They're the catering company that manages the food provision at school. Isabella Wood is a management graduate for the company, and she talks to us today about what the catering looks like at Whitgift, how they go about getting feedback from pupils and staff, and we talk about sustainability, something that's becoming more and more important. If this episode doesn't make you hungry, then nothing will. So come with me as we step into the world of food at Whitgift with Isabella Wood. Izzy, welcome to Whitgift Conversations. Thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Very good. I appreciate you joining us, especially because it's mid-morning and here we are talking about uh, food. So I imagine actually that that mornings are more busy for you than afternoons, but we're going to find out more about that uh, a little bit later on. Tell us a little bit, first of all, about the fact that you're on the grad scheme at Whitgift. What's the grad scheme all about at Chartwells? I mean, how does it actually work? So Chartwells is a sector part of the larger catering company, Compass Group. So I'm doing a management graduate scheme with Compass Group, which is two year scheme with four six month rotations. And I basically move around every six months and experience a different role in a different sector. So currently I've been here since October. So basically coming up to my six month end. And my role at Whitgift was within Chartwells independent sector. So obviously the school sector and I've mainly been responsible for improving sustainability in marketing and basically aspects of what we've promised to the school that may need a bit of help because obviously it's such a vast operation and I basically come in as a pair of extra hands to just help boost any parts of the school that might need help within the catering. Okay, right, got it. So so you do four different placements of six months each. So is this number one, two, three or four that you're on at the moment then? This is actually my third Oh, and, and what, what were the first two? I'm dying to know. So my first one was with um, RA sector, and that was at the Imperial War Museum. So that was more helping with the large-scale events and the retail there, which was the busiest cafe I've ever come across. <laughs> and so that was primarily events. And then for my second one, I was with the sports sector within Compass, which was Levy. And there I was actually just doing solely marketing. So I was working with the marketing team, helping with kind of the tariffs you'd see in, you know, O2, all the football stadiums. But again, that was a kind of dipped into other parts as well, seeing the sector. And then, yeah, Whitgift, my third one. Awesome. So it's good then that Whitgift is is different to the first two. And do you know where you're going to go on to next? Yeah, so next I'm doing project management and mobilizations for B&I sector, which is kind of essentially large scale staff catering. But we do Google, Apple, Bentley, just a lot of places you wouldn't even expect we're, you know, behind the behind the doors feeding your staff. So, yeah. Very different again. Excellent. Okay. And given that you're on the grad scheme, I'm going to guess that you left university not that long ago. Is that right? Yeah. So it would have been a year and a half ago now. I went to the University of Nottingham doing psychology. So very different again. People always kind of find that surprising. But um, it's because I I basically, how I got here, I guess, is I wanted to be a chef since I was young. And in my gap year, I kind of explored that. I was a chef for nearly eight months and I loved it. But at the same time, kind of my school was very much going to uni and a lot of my friends were and I still knew I wanted to go. So I kind of put chefing to the side for a bit, went to university, really enjoyed that. Love psychology. I did it at school and I think I definitely still have a passion for that. But then when I came out of university, I thought, how can I still have food in my career, but potentially 
not have to do 20 hour days and maybe make it a bit more applicable to a life that I kind of want. So I was looking for graduate schemes and Compass was just the first one that came up where it was like, okay, so it's a bit more a normal job, but also food is in every part of it. And I was like, it kind of just was a bit of a light bulb moment. I was like, this sounds perfect. And now I can't really see myself having a career without food in some aspect of it. Um, so it's been really great to kind of first proper job out of the university, like find something that still has that element. Cause I never really wanted to let that go, but I was scared that mm. I potentially would have to, but yeah. It's been really great. Well, I love the way that you're carving out your own career the way that you want it to be. And that's something that that actually in life, not many people seem to do. A lot of people just tend, tend to kind of go from one job to another without really yeah. sort of considering their career. So you're doing a great thing. Okay, let's bring it back into school then. Tell me a little bit about the catering services that are offered at Whitgift. It's such a vast operation. This is something I've obviously learned over the last six months. Obviously, you just think maybe it's just the school lunch, but Chartwell's here is spread so far across the school. So we obviously have boarders. It's obviously a boarding school. So we have breakfast, lunch and dinner for boarders every day. Then we have the lunchtime service, which is for the whole school. So that is, you've got two meat options, one vegetarian, one halal. Then we also have pasta, jacket potatoes, dessert, sandwiches. So that's kind of the lunch. And then that also splits across to obviously the staff lunch, which again is a very similar format with a salad bar, but then we've got a whole kind of backside that a lot of people might not see of the hospitality area where you have kind of functions every day, meetings, lunch meetings, which might be for staff or external people coming in. Um, and then we also have kind of events going on. So open days, dinners. We had a rugby ball last week, which um, was sat in the main hall. Um, and then we also have a sixth form cafe. We have a nag box. We have two nag boxes on site, which is kind of like a little vending box where it's for the children just to get if they want some snacks or sandwiches, not kind of a hot meal. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That, I'm just going to jump in. That's called a nag box. Did you say that's a great name? Yeah. I don't know why it's called that to be honest. I never actually questioned it, um, but yeah. And then, yeah, so that's kind of quite a nice feel. It kind of feels like, you know, like when you're at a stadium and they have the kind of boxes outside to get your snacks. And then we also have the sports hall cafe, which we also use when we have things like sports teas on the weekend and during the week. Um, I mean, to be honest, the list goes on. We even do like after school clubs, cooking clubs. Um, there's probably even things I'm missing out to be honest. It's a operation that starts at 6.30 and ends depending on the event. So it's a, it's almost, it feels like a 24 hour operation because obviously we've got the borders at all times. And then we have these events that pop up every day, new meetings, replenishing the staff room with, you know, refreshments is, yeah. It's, a, it's an ongoing operation I'm still getting my head around, but yeah. Wow, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm trying to get my head around everything that you're saying. And there was me saying at the start that here you are, you know, t talking to us in the morning and mornings are probably your busiest time. It strikes me that the, the whole day is your busiest time. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's incredible what the team do here because there's always something going on and stuff I'm probably not aware of at all times, as well as the busy service of trying to get, you know, everyone in, make sure they're all fed within a 45 minutes to one hour slot and we do it and it's very impressive and that's definitely something I've seen over the last six months. Okay so some of the things that people who are listening to this might be most not concerned about but most keen to hear about is what the lunch provision is like and the only reason I say that is because that I'm, I'm guessing that if you're involved in life at Whitgift as a parent then that's the part that 
kind of all children get involved in because everyone has lunch uh, at lunchtime. But just tell us a little bit about what it's like there if you're one of the children coming along for lunch, given the fact sure. that some of the people who are listening to this are of a certain generation. I'm putting myself squarely in that camp as well, where when yeah. we went to school, the lunch provisions weren't that inspiring or exciting, let's put it that way. How has how it, it changed over the years and what does it actually look like at Whitgift? So we have a salad bar as you come in, um, which is obviously optional to all children. And then we have two meat options every day, uh, one vegetarian, one halal. And then I'll go into detail about kind of what we offer with that. But then we also have pasta every day, which has two sauce options, um, a jack potato with two toppings, um, and then a hot or cold dessert, depending on the day, as well as sandwich offers um, for sixth form, especially in the cafe as well. You have a different hot offer there as well. Like we have pizza days and things like that and a range of other cold desserts in the fridges. And yeah, the main meals we do here. So there's, you know, it's a different selection every day from different cultures, different cuisines. We have a great range of diversity in the kitchen that really puts it into the food. And I'm a vegan myself and the vegetarian options as well, make like usually quite often vegan as well. They offer is great. It's, it's really great to see. It's never like I remember as well, obviously I'm, a bit younger, but my school as well. I remember when I was younger, I used to think like, ah, oh, school dinners, but here to see kind of like, it looks like what you get in the retail at kind of, you know, Box Park or, you know, we see a lot, we do a lot of food offers now. I think we're trying to appeal to kind of the younger market as we see, obviously it's quite trendy now to go and get like shawamas and burritos and tacos. And we do all of that. That's a really popular menu item actually is like chicken shawamas. Um, we do bean tacos, which even though they're vegetarian, the children love because I think it is just quite trendy. But it's really great to see that, you know, if you don't like one option, you've then got two other options. If you don't like them, you then got pasta with two different sauces. And I think the offer is really great. It's always really fresh. I just think it's great how it's different every day. We had like a Caribbean day the other day. Obviously, Chinese New Year as well. That offer was crazy because it was such we had about five different options you could pick from and the chefs really pulled together with that so yeah it's I think it's you know even the staff lunches which obviously is the same as the children's you know when I tell people kind of what I had for lunch they're like oh my god it's like going to a restaurant it's really definitely improved a lot since I think what used to be where it was kind of just like pie and mash and stuff like that so <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely matching more the trends of kind of what outlets are serving outside of school I think which is really great. So I love the way you bring these different themes in you mentioned Caribbean you mentioned uh, about Chinese New Year and, and I imagine that there are other themes throughout the whole year actually where different things happen how do some of those look then? So we have a central marketing team which kind of help with bringing in these different days even things like pancake day we kind of don't really miss a day but definitely with cuisine theme days we're looking to improve this more and we have a central culinary team that kind of approve these recipes and kind of that's how we get our recipes but it's definitely something we want to improve and it's something that I think the children really love because it kind of makes a day out of lunch like it's kind of like you know a theme day kind of brings that excitement to the meals and I think like I said our team is always increasing and the diversity is really great and we're definitely trying to utilize that the most we can 
And what's it like when children join WitGift? I'm thinking some of the younger children who might be slightly fussier eaters when they join the school. Do you find that they tend to embrace new food opportunities that are presented to them because they see their friends eating those foods? I think that is what has been quite a benefit of kind of, we've realised that even the younger groups, they do kind of notice the foods that might be kind of, you know, what you get as a takeaway on the weekend or kind of, you know, more things that, even though it might be a new food, if they see it as like a taco or a shawarma, I know I've used that example already, but things like that, or even kind of with the Chinese New Year, we did like fried rice and things they might associate, I guess, with foods they probably have tried outside. But I think doing these foods that appeal to the more trendier market, we've noticed a really good like acceptance with that with the children. And of course, yeah, there's obviously dishes that especially younger groups might not, be as keen on because it's new to them. But to be fair, since I've been here, I've actually noticed the children are quite open to trying new foods, which has been really great. Obviously also offer like the pasta and the jacket potatoes, which I can tell with some of the younger groups, you know, they might be drawn to more when they're a bit unsure of the main. But in terms of, I think because a lot of the foods look quite fun and quite trendy, they're still quite drawn to them. And we've, yeah, we received a lot of really good feedback with those kind of foods. Tell me more about that feedback. I mean, how does that work apart from basing it on what's left over that, that hasn't been touched, that maybe wasn't enjoyed by, by some of the pupils? Yeah, so obviously, yeah, we have our production sheets that the chefs look at quite thoroughly. And when, you know, because the chefs are always trialling new dishes, we obviously want to keep the menus really updated and fresh. So they use those production sheets to kind of see which meals went down well, which didn't, which obviously kind of feeds back into which recipes we choose. There's also quite a lot of vocal feedback. You know, we do we have quite a good relationship with the children here and we kind of listen to what they're saying, you know, both positive and negative. You know, like when they come to collect their meal, they usually give a verbal feedback whether you kind of ask for it or not, which is great because that's the thing. It's great to see with some dishes, you just know straight away they're like, they come into the queue and they're like, yes, it's this meal. So obviously we definitely use that. The team are very aware of that. Something I've actually done since being here is do quite a few surveys. So I was looking at food waste and I wanted to do a few surveys of kind of why was food left over? And that obviously gave data about, some did say, oh, I'm not quite sure about this meal, which we then used. I kind of like let the wider team know. Um, And particularly I've done more surveys about plant-based food as well, which we also use because we have a vegetarian day every one day, every two weeks. This is something that we are looking to kind of increase, but obviously we are adhering to like our market. And on those days, I've done quite a few surveys since I've been here of kind of what did they think of the dish? I also did kind of a tick box of if you were going to pick a veggie meal, let's say you with your family or you went out for a meal, if it was just vegetarian, let's say, I kind of did a tick box of which would you pick? Veggie burgers, veggie curry, veggie lasagna, um, just to give kind of more data for the chefs to use and then Hopefully in the future, you know, they can see which ones are a bit more of a trend. Like I think the tacos are really popular when I asked the children. Lasagna, I think, because, you know, that's quite easy to replicate. And meat lasagna and curries went down really well as well. So I think just trying to get as much feedback of what they like, um, just so we can kind of improve in the future. So what are the most popular things? You know, what food do you have on offer when people are coming in saying, oh, yes, we've got this today, whether it's staff or pupils. I feel like I'm using the same example, but the shawarmas are definitely like the most popular. I think that is that is definitely something the children, especially when I do the surveys, when I ask for feedback, even if it's 
a veggie survey. <laughs> they say shawarmas, we love them. I think they like the fish and chips, I think, because again, that's maybe quite like a takeaway feel. But also at the same time, they love the bean tacos, which I think was so great when I started. Obviously, I started asking the team kind of how does vegetarian and vegan food kind of how is it accepted at the school? And they said there are certain dishes that go down really well. I think, yeah, the bean tacos are really successful. Curries as well, that's really accepted. There's not, like, I can't really think of any dish where the children come in and they're like, oh, I think it's more, there's just some. I think, like I said before, it sparks that excitement of, like, it feels like a bit of a treat, even though it's, like, completely, like, nutritious and good for them. Um, I think there's just certain dishes that kind of spark that excitement for them. So, yeah, I'd say they're kind of the main ones. Now, you mentioned earlier on that sustainability is a part of your job. How does that get incorporated into the food that's provided at Whitgift? As a central company, Chartwells, sustainability is like a major policy that we're pushing for. It's kind of a global policy that, you know, it's a catering wide and company wide policy that is ever increasing, as everyone kind of knows. So it's definitely something we focus on a lot, especially in the recent couple of years. So we have some central policies that we kind of implement so we've kind of we've banned air freight fruit and vegetables which kind of means you know the transportation of goods via flight so we've banned that which means obviously we take a focus more on british seasonal produce as a company we have a dedicated procurement arm food buy uh, which is like a very large area of the business and it has a huge outreach to local suppliers so we kind of really focus on british suppliers local produce and as as well like seasonal produce we have a seasonal calendar that chefs use and you'll see that in kind of what vegetables we're using and like the curries and the bolognese and even in the salad bars we are the first contract caterers who committed to net zero so this also obviously has an impact on kind of what foods we're using in our recipes and what supplies we're using in terms of sustainability at Whitgift it's definitely a taboo subject especially with children I think it's quite a new topic especially vegetarian food like I'd be lying if I was saying the children jump for joy when it's vegetarian day but as I said it is a company-wide policy and it's it's something that every company is going to be increasing so it's something we have to follow and want to push for. The initiative we take at the moment is obviously we have those vegetarian days every two weeks but we have quite a plant forward approach so plant forward refers to when the style of eating or cooking is mainly plant foods and they're kind of emphasised, but that doesn't mean that meat can't be included. It might just mean meat might not be as much the focus. So we're aiming to kind of push for this approach because I think it works quite well with the boys. Whereas so like, let's say it's bolognese for lunch or a curry, although they might not see it, maybe up to like 40% of the dish, 50% is vegetables and pulses and grains. So we always, no matter what, kind of include these foods in the meat dishes, kind of, yeah, bolognese, we have like lentils, grains in there just to add fibre, nutrition and protein. And we found this works well because I think it is the stigma around the name, like veggie curry versus chicken curry. I know a lot of children would probably pick the chicken curry just because of that stigma around vegetarian, the title. So adding these plant foods into the meat dishes kind of cuts our carbon costs of using meat but then still lets the children enjoy the, enjoy the dish and they usually don't even notice it so that's definitely plant forward approach is something we're really keen to kind of push for and like increase even more but yeah nutrition and sustainability is kind of our aim and because yeah that's what I've kind of been at Wicked for is to kind of improve 
how can I help with the sustainability here? And I think a lot of it is around education and kind of, like you said before about these new foods, especially with younger groups. Like I said, we kind of still have to push for, even if there's maybe a slight push back, but um, it's definitely something that we are looking to, we want to increase the plant days because I do think the more awareness and the more they, the younger children try these foods, it's only going to make them more accepting in the future. Mm. And I think it's something they will eventually have to accept because I think it's something, obviously it's a worldwide issue of sustainability. So I think it's good that we're giving them a great selection of vegetarian foods and it is great to see that they are accepting them. Obviously, like I said, not always, but I think they, they definitely are becoming more aware of what these foods are. Well, I guess we've got changing trends going on. I mean, it, it sounds to me like, given your opinion, the vegetarian and vegan lifestyle is an almost inevitable future when we consider sustainability. Is that right? Yeah, like I said, like you won't find a caterer who's kind of not got a vegan option on the menu, at least. It's definitely something... And every company will have their own kind of net zero roadmap. And I think it's it's such an issue that you can't ignore. And I think that's why it's so great that you can see that Chartwells is so committed to it. And like I said, it's still great that we, you know, we haven't come in and said, we're going to have vegetate half of the days of the week. You know, we, we're still adhering to the children and we're listening to their feedback. It was actually really great. The other day we had kind of like a plant powered, I called it plant powered day. So we had our sustainability lead, Molly Bolton, come in and do an assembly with the children to speak about kind of a plant-based diet, but also just a sustainable diet. Um, mm -hmm. And that was really great to see because like, it was asking the children, you know, what foods do you think were wasted the most? And they really got involved. And then at lunchtime, we did a plant-powered pop-up. I kind of called it the plant-powered station. And we had two types of plant proteins, uh, chickpea hummus and roasted chickpeas, um, for them to come and try. This was additional to their lunches and honestly I didn't expect it to go as well as it did they the children were really accepting of it this was for the younger age group so this was for 10 mm. to 12 year olds mm -hmm. and it was just great to see obviously hummus I know probably a lot of children have tried because you know it's quite a nutritious snack but I think with the roasted chickpeas having the children try a plant-based protein that's like a legume a lot of them I'm sure probably haven't tried in that form and a lot of them tried it in front of us and then took a whole pot of it and children were coming back and asking for more. They said, you know, a lot of children said, can we have this every day? And that was really great to see that they're accepting these foods. And that might now mean the kind of aim of that was they might now go to lunch and see we have a chickpea curry or we have a chicken curry. I'm not saying definitely, but that might mean that these kind of pop ups, which I aim to do more, that might mean that one day there are actually, you know what? I really enjoyed those chickpeas the other day. I'm going to do, I'm going to pick the chickpea curry today. And it's kind of just changing those attitudes to before, which I completely understand. They might not want to commit their whole lunch meal to something they're unsure about. So it's just kind of education around trying new foods and hopefully changing those mindsets so that occasionally, even if it's, you know, a swap out once a week, twice a week, they might actually just think, you know what? I'm going to try that curry because I really enjoyed it the other day. So that's kind of the aim. I love it. It, it, it sounds it sounds excellent. I, I love your passion and enthusiasm for for all of this. I mean, not just the the vegan and vegetarian lifestyle, but just the the concept of providing good quality food to the children and to the staff to mm. you know to keep everybody going throughout the day. Izzy, you're doing a great job. Best of luck with your fourth placement. Um, hope all of that goes well. But in the meantime, thank you for being here and talking to us today about the food provision at Wickgift through Chartwells. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was really great to chat to you. 
So that was Isabella Wood talking all about the food provision at Whitgift. Izzy, thank you for being here with us today. I'm really quite hungry now, but I appreciate you being here and giving up your time. If you have any questions at all about food at Whitgift, then do get in touch with the school. Even if Izzy has moved on, then someone else will be able to help you, of course. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.